ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terramaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. GPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV damper with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talks Hey. Max Lindquist, how are you, brother? Last time I talked to you, you were you were still injured. So how are we doing? Well, considering the last time we talked, I was injured, we're uh, doing way better. So I can't complain. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you always got that big smile, even when you were injured. So uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, we try and stay as positive as possible. It's not always there, but uh, just do what we can. Uh, so... Are you traveling or are you on the road right now? So I'm on the road right now. Um, I mean, staying, but out on the East Coast, just in between these two races here, um, just staying for a few weeks just to save some fuel and some costs and stuff like that. Right, right. It was a pleasure meeting your dad and the gentleman that, that helps you guys out. I, I apologize. Please apologize to him. I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, yeah, it was great to meet him and and get a little bit more involved in in who your team is and what you got going on behind the scenes. No, oh, I appreciate it. I think uh, I know my dad was like, make sure to let him know, appreciate him stopping by. So for them, it's cool to talk to guys that were in their era or day of racing that they looked into. So I think they thoroughly enjoyed that. Well, I did too. I didn't want to go around and bother anybody on Sunday, or I mean Saturday. I mean, I felt you guys had enough pressure and enough things going on. The last thing you needed was me coming over there and asking questions. Oh, man, it's nothing. It's a busy day, but at the same time, it's also good to kind of sit down and just, you know, talk at the same time, like not take it too seriously. Got to keep it light. So it's business, but it's uh, at the same time, you got to keep it fun. Well, let's go forward and then we'll go backwards some on the year. I unfortunately had to leave before the end of the second moto in Briarcliff. Yep. You, something happened to you on the start. I didn't see it. Um, start was great. Uh, got the whole shot and then 
got put on top of a berm halfway through the first lap, ended up on top of a berm and up over the bars. So it was uh, not quite how I was planning on that moto going. Uh, so, so you got put on top of the berm, you're saying, or you overshot the turn? No, there was there was some good contact involved, but it was just a racing incident. Uh, so um, I w- came out the whole shop first. Me and Joel were side by side. He ended up um, having the premier line in the next turn, and he was out front. I had Chad behind me, and I was in the middle, and he tried to pull up next to me right away. Um, and about half a lap later, me and him came into – inside roller side by side and just I didn't really let out I wasn't quite giving up the position and he just took the line away and it just so happened like when I got up on top of the berm the frame caught and I went up over the bars so nothing bad just landed on my feet and had to regroup and take off just totally kind of changed my moto from there going from the the front of the pack to the back and having to kind of work my way up through um, the rest of the moto to secure a podium spot so that was Chad and you that were fighting for a line? Oh, yeah. Yep. So it was almost a rerun of Moto 1, except for he uh, he made the pass stick a lot quicker. Uh, so I think he knew uh, if he didn't do it now, he wasn't going to get it. Well, I'd like to think so. So, um, But also can't blame him at the same time. So, oh, Okay, let, let, let's just give you my evaluation from what I've seen. The speed you were traveling to get yourself back up into the pack, where's that same speed or the wrong way to put this? You rode at a higher level, gaining that time back than it looked like you rode in the first moto, even though you held, you stayed within Joel's sights. You kept him right there and make him on honest. And you had Chad right behind you. Yeah. Extremely uh, fast, but I'm going to compare it. You you had Bryce Ford in the first moto had an issue, and he made it a partial way back to the pack. You yep. got one extra place than he did on the way back. You got seven, yep. and he got an eight. Um, and I, I was just highly impressed at the speed you were traveling. No, I appreciate it. Uh... Yeah, just uh, when I had to put my head down, just like I think the biggest difference was just like that first moto. Like, I I guess for me, like I was more concerned. Like I knew like I just had to hit my marks and be smooth and like just kind of ride my race. Like don't push anything like I was in a good position and I just kind of rode like comfortable and um come that second moto with going over the bars like i knew if i wanted to salvage a day out of it like i was gonna have to push my limits a little bit and just kind of throw it out on the edge a little bit and i was pretty bound and determined to end up on that podium so i would say definitely like not that i didn't try hard the first one i felt like i just maybe hung it out there a little farther in the second one and just kind of went for it and got to where i needed to and then was kind of able to settle back in um from for the rest of the race there and just kind of relax, but definitely uh, had to throw down a couple hot laps for half the moto. Uh, so just to get to where I needed to be. If you call that settling in and relaxing, 
Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you, if that's the, if that's what you want to call that, that's, that's not what I call that, but okay. Uh, that, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I want to go back even farther in time because I spoke to you uh, three, four, five weeks before um, Daytona. Yeah, maybe even earlier than that. It was, yeah, somewhere in there I was still hurt. So sometime in February, probably. Yep. And you were, you'd started riding, uh, not, I think you'd ridden once, maybe twice when we talked. Okay. Yep. So pretty late in February then. And, and, um, Daytona, what happened? Uh, A lot of things went right and, uh, uh, a lot of hard work paid off. Uh, So just, um, yeah, had three weeks to kind of prepare for that one and just came in with a good mindset, like knew I did what I could with what I was dealt and just the cards just played out very well in my favor. So just the track conditions and my starts are on point and I just had a consistently smooth day. Like I just came out like hoping I knew I wasn't at a hundred percent. Like I was still like working on the longer moto pace. Like I, like I knew coming in, like it was going to be a hard race and I just needed to do what I could and just happened to come up with some good starts and was able to just kind of relax and just spin my laps. And it was with how everyone else did and just the mistakes that were made, like everything worked out in my favor to be able to pull off a second and was definitely not what I was expecting for my first round back after being injured like that. So it was definitely uh, a good way to start the season. When you were out there during Daytona, did you get fatigued at all or did you keep your mind calm so that you didn't have fatigue? Honestly, I think the biggest thing for me was like, I like didn't have time to think about being tired. Like I went out for our first qualifier and, um, it was a mudder. It was a mudder. Like it poured. Um, and I ended up like, I had a brand new race bike, but I hadn't got to ride it much just with being hurt and all that. And I ended up actually racing a practice bike, like my last year's race bike. Um, that we had kind of gone through just in case it was supposed to rain. And sure enough, like I go out for the first lap of qualifying and I had a flywheel shear off, like the bolts on the flywheel sheared off, just a very freak accident in the bottom end. And like, so I made one lap around qualifying and had to push that thing back to the pits and change a motor in 45 minutes to get back out, um, for the next qualifier. And I think like, as much as it sucked, like, I think it was, I think it was almost the best thing for me. Like it just totally, like I knew what I was there to do. And I wanted to, like, I knew it was going to be hard to get that thing fixed and ready for the next qualifier. And like, we just sat down and went to work. And I think that was almost the best thing for me, like to take my mind off of like, you know, the fatigue and the stress of the day. Like I was more just worried about making it to the gate. Um, and I think that really helped. Like when the moto came, like I didn't really, have the time to overthink it or worry about it. Like I just had to go and see what happened and it just all worked out for me. When the, when, when the green flag and the, and the race started, 
where did you come out? So like in our, in our heat race, I in, came in, out in the in main, the main, the main out third or four, fourth, I think. I think. Yeah. Fourth came out fourth and pretty much just kind of stayed there. Like, um, came out fourth and just, it was super one line. Like it was a really tight track, hard to make a move on. And like the guys that were in front of me were running at good pace. Like, and I didn't feel there was anywhere I could really make a run on anyone. Like I was kind of just hoping for a mistake. And, um, I really just kind of sat there and cruised until about the halfway point. And then, um, the leader, um, had a mechanical broke. So I moved up into third. And from there I was like, you know, obviously the fatigue was starting to set in. Like I knew come, you know, after 15 minutes, like in practice after 15 minutes, like I was starting to get to where like, I knew like the arm pump would probably start to set in and stuff like that. And it did, especially knowing like, all right, I'm in, I'm in a podium position. Like I, you know, need to be real precise, watch what I'm doing. And I was just able to keep clicking and hit my marks and was actually like totally set, settled in and satisfied with third and just come around the last lap, uh, second place made a mistake and went over the handlebars right in front of me. And, I inherited second with half a lap to go and just rode my race to second place. So wasn't like a crazy flashy moto or nothing, just was some solid laps that I was able to put together and just not make any mistakes, real clean moto. Well, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, I mean, how ecstatic though do you have to be to pull off a, a second place in Daytona like that. Oh man. I mean, yeah, it was definitely like the highlight of the career at that point. Like it was like, wow, like I, my best podium finish ever was a third the season prior before I got hurt. Like that was my last two motos. I actually raced. I had taken third and to come out after being injured like that and pull off a second kind of, almost on like I guess I wouldn't have expected it to happen like it was a big surprise to me which was you know good for me like momentum wise and just confidence wise but it was very rewarding just after the off season I had like it I wasn't even sure if I was going to race at Daytona so it was just the big icing on the cake cake to come out that way and have those results that's awesome and the second race of the year, you went to Georgia. Uh, Texas was the second one. How'd that go for you? Uh, up and down day. Um, almost crashed in the start on the first one. Um, came from like 13th to sixth. had a really good battle for like fourth, fifth and sixth with, um, Weenan, Restrelli, um, and Janusa and myself and, ended up sixth in that one after coming from behind and then came out the third or the second moto and ripped a good start. Got in third, was running third, the entire moto kind of like kind of was in no man's land. Like Chad and Joel were, they had, they had stretched the lead a little bit. Like they were in sight, but they weren't anywhere where I was going to make a move. And then I kind of had a gap behind me um, for third and made it all the way till a lap and a half left and I had a sprocket 
come apart. Um, so that really put a damper on the day, went from looking at maybe a podium or a fourth overall to a last. So that one, that one stung a little bit, but like was happy with the riding and how the day went, just some unfortunate issues there. Um, so I would like to say it was a good day. Um, just didn't have the results to go with it. How was your, how's your injury at this point? Like coming into Texas. So we had a month in between Daytona and Texas. And I went straight from Daytona to Texas to do some training. So like I, at that point in time, like I was pretty confident coming into that race. Like I was to the point where I was doing 25, 30 minute motos day in and out. And I felt pretty confident, like where my stamina was at. I felt like I was pretty much back to where I was like at the end of the season before. Um, and I would say like with how the day went, I definitely felt like I was back to normal and myself um, just obviously didn't quite put it all together. Well, I mean, certain things happen, you know, I mean, you can't, if we could foresee everything that was going to break, we'd be racing rocket ships, not, <laughs> not cars, quads and motorcycles. Right. Oh yeah. No, it, it was what it was. So nothing like can blame on anyone. Just a freak deal. Um, just, uh, yeah, was, uh, a, a little bit of a tough one to swallow. Like had a really good month of training and was on a pretty good high and just, you know, would have liked to walked out of there, uh, with some results, but was at least happy with where we were at and like looking forward to what was to come. So Georgia was round three. Yes, sir. Bad day. Georgia. I've had two, the last two times we've been there, it's been a little rough on me. So, uh, yeah, just really bad conditions and just, uh, some mistakes on my part and just, not much luck to go with it on top of that. So when you say mistakes on your part, are, are you contributing to trying too hard or just bad conditions and, and just bad, just bad conditions and maybe not the smartest choices. Like just, uh, mate, like wasn't, uh, I would have liked to have done some things a little different. Like first moto, get off the decent start mid pack. I think I was in like, fourth or fifth kind of by myself after like two laps and come in for a goggle swap actually like had prepared for the mud and like knew like you know if my goggles broke like i had pulleys on or if i couldn't see like i was going to come in get fresh goggles i did so but when i did so i came into the mechanics area when i went to get back on the track i hit a mud hole went over the handlebars getting back on the track and just like a situation that I probably could have avoided if I like, like we planned on a goggle swap, just never like, I guess, took the time to really walk it out and go through how it was going to work and something that I would like to, you know, obviously take back. Like it really hurt. Cause from there I ended up like two laps down or something, trying to get unstuck and just was a pretty miserable moto. Um, and then come out the second moto and, get tangled up right after the start and come from like last to ninth in the mud. Wasn't a great day, but at least I felt like the riding was better. The second moto and just kind of had to walk away and, uh, you know, take it as a bad day and move on. 
Yeah, that that's a rough one right there. You know, as with everyone's career, you're probably gaining knowledge through every round and every time you throw your leg over, you know, because there's, there is so much to learn. Yeah. Like that was one thing I took away from the day. Like we learned a few things just about our mud setup and, you know, just took a few things away of what we're going to do differently next time. And just how we're going to set a few things up and, you know, go about a few things in the mud. Like I'll be, I definitely will be like practicing in the mud a little more often and just working on a few odds and ends that I feel like just, you know, our veterans learn over time to do and what not to. So I feel like it was for as bad of a day as it was, I at least took something away from it. Iron man rained and was muddy. Yes, sir. Was it, did you guys pre-run a little better? Some of your maybe goggle swaps or some of the things that you were got going on there? Or did you have no time for it? Honestly, we had no time. Like there, I don't think there was a person on that gate that was prepared for that moto. Um, honestly, a lot of us didn't think we were going to be racing it. Like sitting on the gate, I'm pretty sure half of us were like, well, this one's, we're going to be waiting and coming back later. Like, yeah, it was not an ideal situation. Um, and we definitely were a little better prepared, like goggles and all that kind of stuff. But um, the machine, like we just uh, didn't have the time to get the machine where we would have liked to have had it for the mud race. Um, and it was it was more survival than a mud race, I guess. How'd you, end up, how'd you end up with that round? Uh shoot that was a rough one too because i was in fifth i think the first moto and had a get off late in the first moto and ended up like 12th and then second moto came out really good in the start and then the first lap i think there was only four guys circling the track so unfortunately i wasn't one of them sucked in some water um so I was able to get to the mechanics area, get a fresh filter and get the bike refired up and running after the halfway point. But I only completed like three laps. I think I ended up like seventh or eighth that moto. Um, so that was, yeah, a long day as well. So that one was, uh, that wasn't what we were hoping for. That's for sure. Um, I've spoke to a couple other riders. Did, did you guys collectively by chance go to the referee and complain or, or, or try to, um, maybe do something about the, the, the fact that it really wasn't a race? Um, I mean, there was definitely some words spoken. Um, I think, you know, some people definitely, uh, had some bad decisions, but at the end of the day, like it happened and it just kind of was what it was. Like it was the same for everyone. And we just kind of had to take what we got and move on with it was kind of what came out of that. So, which is what it is racing, but just, uh, you know, wasn't what we were all hoping for, I guess. I don't want to throw anybody that under the bus or, or create a deal, but from what it sounds like to me is the referees made a couple bad choices with not calling things when he should. Yeah. I mean, um, 
definitely. Those are my words, not yours. So if anybody yeah. was thinking, no, no, no. come uh, talk to me about it. No, it's okay. I, I, uh, you know, would just say like, I, I don't know, like who's all involved in that decision. I, I know obviously that would be a person that we went to about it, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, definitely wasn't probably the greatest decision. Um, and I'm sure it would, wouldn't happen again. So hopefully, you know, learn from that one. And it just kind of is what it is at this point. Uh, so I remember way back, this is way back, probably before you were born <laughs> oh. that we were having a bad uh, event like that. And they took the riders uh, aside and only the riders and mechanics and the, and the sponsors weren't, weren't involved. And they had to take a vote on whether they wanted to ride or not. And if one rider wanted to ride, they rode. Okay. One rider wanted to ride. So there were 19 other guys that were pissed because no, nobody wanted to ride it, I mean, there was almost two foot of water standing on the starting gate. That sounds familiar to our situation. We had some turns where you could have been up to the seat water. So, and that was crazy. That, that was an issue for a lot of us was, I don't even think like the, that was the biggest issue was for most of us. Like we just didn't have the time to prepare for it. Like it didn't rain till we got on the gate. Like we were riding in the hardest downpour. Um, and you know, like if we'd have, you know, been given an extra five or 10 minutes to tape up and, prepare for water. Like I, I think it would have been a totally different motive. Um, you know, if we'd have just waited a few minutes, um, cause the track actually like half hour or so later, like they went back to racing with amateurs. Like it wasn't a terrible track. Like it, it took the water well, just not at the root of the storm. Like there was a lot of standing water at first until, you know, the track crew was able to get out there and, let some water drain. So yeah, definitely think it was a interesting call, but um, you know, it is what it is at this point. We'll just hope it doesn't happen again. Right. Have you raced Ironman before? So I raced it never on a 450 before when I was real little, uh, different track layout, but same facility. So for me, it was, it was a first for that race, that layout and track. So it was, Definitely um, more of a fun day for me, I'd say, to get on something new. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I want to go. I want to go back and ask you some questions. I've I've spoken to some younger guys. I've spoken to some older guys. Um, the pro stock stuff. Do you miss it? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, a class that I feel is kind of missed right now. Um, definitely something I'd be lining up in if we had it on Sunday. So, um, definitely a, a, a little sad to see that one go. Do you think that it's possible that it could come back? I mean, I don't really know the answer to that one. I would hope it's possible to see it come back. Like that would be one that I'd definitely be partaking in if it came back would be how I'd put that. Do you think that the growth, for the younger riders, the pro sport guys, pro-am guys, racing that class would, would help them in their growth and in their transition into the pro class? 
Yeah. I mean, for me, like it was a huge, I was one of very few that got to benefit from that class. And I feel like it was a huge uh, stepping stone for me. And I definitely think like if it was something that came back, it would be a really big help to these up and coming young riders that are trying to go to the pro class. Like it's definitely an eye opener and a good like learning curve. You have a, a good, a better perspective than most because you got to experience it. So if you, that decision or that, that uh, ever comes across you, somebody wanting to know your opinion, I hope you jump in and, and fight for it because I miss it. Not because I got to watch it, not because um, it was a big part of anything. And for me, I'm just worried about the growth. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't think it helps not having it. Um, and so I'll definitely be one that would say like, if it's a, if it's an option to bring it back, let's bring it back. Like I'll be out there in a heartbeat riding it. So just for one, just for fun. And for two, like you said, it's just a good way to grow the sport and also a good way to like help some of these up and coming riders. And at the same time, like it's, I don't think it matters who you are. Like, it's just a good learning experience. Like you can always take something from that class. Right. And, and do you, did, I know that you have a a good relationship with Chad. Was it something that he promoted you or had you telling you, Hey, you should do this. I mean, it was definitely like, I don't know if we ever sat down and specifically talked about it, but it was definitely a class. Like obviously he was, was pushing for me to run and something that I definitely wanted to partake in just to, for me, just to get to line up with those guys before being a pro, like just to, get on the gate and get the nerves out of the way was the biggest thing for me getting to see that pro level pace is you think you're close until you're there and it's, you're not. So <laughs> it makes- that, that's, pretty, that's pretty funny that you say that. Um, so if you were going to talk to the, no offense to you, you're already a younger rider, but if you were going to talk <laughs> to the younger guys that were, going to move up from pro sport and pro-am maybe next year or the year after what's some great advice that you could give them because you're still so new into your transition maybe you still have some of, of the really good ideas for them and things that they could start working on now to benefit their transition yeah um i'd say one of the biggest things for me like that i've just been learning is um you know just being consistent, like the wor- wor- not worrying so much about everyone else and just worrying about like hitting your marks and riding your race. Like that's been the biggest thing for me is not worrying about where everyone else is at and just doing, you know, me, like you get around in the amateurs, you got, you know, a couple guys that are your speed. Like you get into the pro class and everyone's just about your speed and it's more about mental toughness and not making bad decisions like it's you you have to focus 100 percent the entire time um and i'd say like that's the biggest learning curve is like you're gonna come in people are gonna bump you they're you know you're gonna get moved like and you just gotta be okay with it and just you know hit your marks and do what you can i guess per se like not get too worked up over it like that's probably one of the hardest things is just get not be in your own worst enemy, I guess. Like, I feel like that's a big issue for a lot of people coming in myself included is 
it's really easy to beat yourself when you're out there for that, ex, you know, that extent of time. It's super easy to take yourself out of a race. It's a very wise thing to say. And it's beyond your years of experience, you know, I don't know if it's the teachings that you've had or the experiences or just the fact that you're really mature for a young man, you know, in an early age in his career. You know, I, I would say it's a good, good combination of them all. Um, I'd say it's been preached to me quite a bit and I'd say I've definitely had to take my fair share of learning experiences as well. That's awesome. Uh, you know what? I, I've talked to Briarcliff was, was really great for me. Uh, I got to speak to so many different people, not as many people as I would have liked to have. Um, but some of the things that were said to me was there are people that are envious of the fact that you've gotten to have such a good relationship with Chad because, you know, he is an eight time champion. He's super knowledgeable and he's got a great program. Um, how much of your transition into the pro class do you put on the fact that you have a great relationship with him and he has mentored you? I mean, like I would definitely say it was a, it was a help. Like it, he's really, you know, give it, he gave me a good platform. Like he, Chad isn't one to hand anything out. Everything's earned. Um, but he definitely, I, I feel, uh, you know, earned his respect and he definitely like has went out of his way to help me. And it's obviously paid off very well. Like kind of like we just talked there, like, you know, the advice I'd give is kind of the advice I got, like be smooth, be consistent, like, worry about yourself were things that, you know, I wasn't necessarily always the best at. And it was something that was preached to me and just worked on day in and out. And I would definitely say like, he was a big contributor of that and just a good role model, like not even so much always, you know, having conversations and, you know, being told what to do, but just seeing what to do, like just being able to be brought into that world and just kind of see what a day looks like, what his routine is, like how you go about training and, you know, preparing was like, I would say maybe even more of a help than, you know, the conversations off the track. Like it was always, you could always learn something off the track, but even just being able to be there and, you know, watch someone at work, like you can take so much away from what someone's doing, just watching what they're doing. So, cause when you really start to sit back, like you, you notice a lot of little things that, turn into big things. Hey, one little step at a time where you want to be. Yeah. yeah. You, you so, look thinner, you look thinner to me than in the past. Have you changed something up on the diet? Um, honestly, not really. Like the diet's pretty much the same. I would just say it's more, um, changing up just like my routine a little bit and just how I go about doing things. Like, just pretty much kind of like we said, just, you know, learning experiences and just figuring things out as I go. Um, just learning what works for me, I guess, would be the biggest thing. You know, what what works for me to work out, what times and, you know, what, what foods do for me and stuff like that. Like, I feel like, um, you know, I've always put a good effort in. I just feel like lately, like, I've, you know, had some success and it's, been pushing me harder and harder to continue to grow and learn and just, you know, 
physically and on the machine, just been trying to change things for the better. And it seems to be paying off. Well, that's awesome. I want to sidebar something here real quick with you. How's your brother doing in football? He's a beast. He, uh, killed it. Had a great year. He, uh, is way bigger than I ever imagined he would be. So he, uh, he makes me feel bad in the weight room. We could leave it at that. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, but when you take him out to the track, it's not even close, right? Oh yeah. Or just give him a pedal bike. He doesn't like that either. Uh, so, <laughs> um, uh, is he going, is he got one more year of high school or is he going to college? Yeah. He, he's a, he'll be a senior this next year. So doing all his camps and all his recruitments and all that fun stuff. So it'll be, uh, you know, it's, it'll be good to see uh, what happens, what comes about it. So I hope, uh, I think he's been putting in the work and I hope he continues to and can make something happen out of it. He's definitely got some potential. Well, being that I like football, tell him that uh, we're thinking of him and, and hope that he has all the success that he, he deserves. I appreciate it. I'll definitely relay the message. All right. Well, I've never, never got to see your brother or meet him, but, but one day I'm sure I will. And, and I just think that uh, there's always a special place in your heart for a sport that you played, you know, yep. and, uh, I, that football is one of them that I played and really enjoyed and um, had a lot of fun, you know? Oh yeah. Teaches you some discipline that, that um, not everybody gets, you know, I mean, yes, it's a team sport, but there's still a lot of discipline in there. Yeah, definitely can take something away from it. So there's definitely a lot that can be uh, learned and taught. Exactly. When you go into the working force and you got to be a team and you got to get your job done, you know, you just know you pull your weight and, and move forward. But that, that's awesome. So it sounds like the sounds like the Linquist family is pretty success, successful in everything they do. Well, hopefully. So we try. So I'd say that's the biggest thing is just making sure you put a hundred percent effort into everything and see where the chips fall. Does racing season affect football season at all as far as being able to watch or or get to some of the games? Uh, a little bit. Like, I would say, like, maybe the first game or two of the year, like, I definitely probably won't make those. And, you know, like, when I played football, you miss all your summer camp and stuff like that. So it's definitely – they. you can make it work, but it's a tough schedule. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd want to try to race – um, and play football, you know, I want to do one or the other. Cause it's just no, too confusing. I, uh, I had to give it up after a while. To, so you got to that point where you kind of have to pick, like they, uh, they don't go hand in hand. You're trying to grow different muscles when you're doing those things. They don't seem to, if you're going for football, you, uh, seem to have a hard time hanging on is what I learned. Uh, so, um, right. They're not, they're not, not the same training routine would be how I put that. No, not so. at all. Not at all. How do your, you know, I mean, let's get broad spectrum here and talk about how do your mom and dad deal with the two ranges of two different sports, you know? Um, a lot of traveling. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of, uh, yeah, I'd say a lot of traveling. And at this point, like I'd say it's, um, you know, a lot more gets put on our shoulders, like take care of ourselves and get to where we need to be and do what we need to. And they do what they can to, you know, make the best of both worlds and get to everything. So I'd say that it definitely keeps them busy. 
so does your dad make it to every round for you to help you? My, yeah, my dad's never missed a race. So he mechanics for me every race and he actually takes my race machine home from every race. And he's the one that goes through the race machine. I take care of all my practice bikes. Like right now I've been on the road. This will be a three week break. Like I take care of the practice bikes and all my maintenance here. And he takes the race bike home and he brings it to the next round ready to go. So definitely does a lot for me and is a big part of the program and the success. That's awesome. That's awesome that you can count on, count on him. And, and, and there's that dimension of family that, that always helps and, and makes it even more fun and more, more gratifying when you get on the podium because it's you and your dad. Oh yeah. No, like definitely back to Daytona. Like that was probably the highlight coming off the track there to dad, like just the excitement that brings like when you're both, you know, on your hands and knees hours earlier, changing an engine together, like just the bond you have and the hard work you go through together to achieve a goal that you both have only been dreaming of. Uh, so is definitely very well rewarding. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a dream that not everybody gets to live through and, and, and you're living it right now. And that's, that's pretty awesome. You know, I would have to say that getting to experience the things I've gotten with my father, um, they're special moments and, and you just hold on to them and enjoy and enjoy and enjoy, you know, for sure. I could, uh, not agree more. They're definitely, uh, things you'll probably never forget. No. And you'll be able to pass some of those things on to your children, you know, the lessons that you learn and the things that your dad taught you. And uh, plus the other things that you learn in life, it's, it's, it's just an amazing time in your life and enjoy every minute of it. Uh, don't get too caught up in the stress because that that'll take away from the, the, the precious times you get to spend. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And definitely uh, couldn't agree more. That's so awesome. Um, so where are we going to next? Where's the next race? We're out here in uh, Pleasure Valley Raceway, Pennsylvania. What uh, What do you think of the facility? What do you think of the track? Um, it's a race, uh, so to be brutally honest, not not exactly my forte or like go to, but definitely a tough tough track. Like it makes for good racing, so it'll be um, definitely a tight, interesting race would be how I'd put that. So it's just a, a very like fast paced track with not a lot of separation. So it makes for a very like tight, close race that, you know, you need to be able to go 20, 20 minutes without a mistake. So it'll be uh, a hard task to do. When you say it's a, is it more of a faster course with less obstacles or less, uh, is less technical in areas. Yeah. I mean, like they have their sections, like they, they usually have a rhythm section or something like that. That's a little more technical, but I would say it's probably like, yeah, uh, more of an easier track. I would say like, it's just a faster pace, like, um, track just with probably a few less obstacles maybe than we're used to. Um, just a lot of natural obstacles i would say like more natural terrain up and down hills um so just something where like it, it's one of those tracks that just seems to always keep you close like you really have to 
go outside the box and really push yourself to separate yourself here. Is, is this a place that uh, you guys have been obviously before? Yeah. Like I think this will be our third year in a row coming here now, I guess they had a good break for a while. And then in 2020, we picked this track up and this will be our third round coming here. How'd you do the, the prior two? Um, pro-am I would have won there so that was definitely a highlight and then uh, last year I think I was fourth or fifth overall like it was a a pretty solid weekend um, a pretty status quo weekend I guess uh, so um, a few mistakes that like that was actually the first track I ever ran in the top three so like it was a good uh it was a good race for a good learning curve of a race. I would say like that. I definitely took some things home from there and was able to build on them. I would say. That's excellent. That's excellent. So you're looking for positive things to happen. Uh, it, 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 uh, definitely hoping for, yeah, to definitely build off of what I learned there in the past and just the mistakes I've made, hoping to clean some things up and look for better results. Briar cliff. Um, I know I'm bouncing around a lot. It was a faster track than some of you realized it was going to be. Um, did you like the track? Um, like I, I like a faster paced track, like to be brutally honest, these hard packed tracks aren't exactly like my forte. Um, just not something that I guess I like practice on a ton. Um, something that I feel like, isn't necessarily a weak point, but just isn't my go-to. So for me, it's, it's a fun challenge. Like I like to go to these tracks. Like I had a good time at Briarcliff. Um, definitely like, like some of the changes on the track and like, it was a, a good racy track, just not exactly my home, I would say. Uh, so it wouldn't be my first choice. So you like more of a Sandy style whoop track? Yeah, like I, I like our red buds, our sunsets. I, I like the I like the train tracks. I like um I just feel like when we get in these like rougher, sandier tracks, like you can be a little more creative um with how you go about the racetrack. And I feel like it like plays into my favor and I also just feel like I have like a pretty good feel for those kind of tracks. Like the endurance is pretty good. Like I just feel that that's more of a strong suit for me. So I really like favor those rounds, I would say. Well, you, Briarcliff was, you were no slouch. You know, it <laughs> seemed like the fact that it was a hard packed fast track it had any effect on you at all. It seems like you did really well there. Well, I appreciate that. And I definitely can't disagree with you. Uh, but at the same time, I can say it was a light year away from what happened there a year ago. So I kind of surprised myself there, I should say. Uh, so, uh, um, you know, going back to last year there, I made it a lap and a half and broke my collarbone. So, uh, <laughs> so that's where you got hurt. Yeah. So that let's just say that wasn't maybe my like favorite place to have to go back to. Uh, so it was. I felt a little uh, like there was maybe a few more nerves there to start the day than there normally is. Uh, so just, you know, not that like, you know, it is what it is. Every day is different, but you know, you just have those places where you favor and others where things just don't seem to always go your way. And 
that's been one of those tracks through my career where I've always seemed to struggle. And like, if something's going to go wrong, it's going to be there. So it was, uh, a very rewarding and nice weekend to make it through clean and come out with the results I did. Well, that's awesome. That, that big center jump, that big center triple. Yep. That's not the biggest jump you guys jump all year, but that's a pretty good size jump, isn't it? Yeah. That would also be the jump I broke my collarbone on a year ago. So it was, uh, <laughs> That was, that was a, uh, you know, that was a fun one to get to hit right away. Uh, was, uh, I'd say I, I was a little tight the first couple laps jumping that. Uh, so just, uh, didn't want to, I guess, uh, replay any scenarios. Uh, so I didn't need to go back. Uh, so that was for sure. Um, definitely took my time and felt that one out a little better. Uh, so watch the guys jump it and just like, uh, really waited my time and made sure I felt comfortable before I went for that. Cause it, uh, definitely just not that most wrecks you can kind of just shake off. That was just one where I was like, not something I ever want to have to go through again. Yeah. It, it happens. Do, do, do you know what happened and what caused you to, to get off? Um, I mean, a little bit just on me, rider, like came up a tad bit short. And then I actually, uh, didn't find out till months later. Like I could never really like understood like what went so wrong until like, um, went to go use the set of shocks I had on there and found out I kind of had a, uh, a bad front shock. So just a kind of a freak deal, like just the shock blew out and, it was what it was. Uh, so, um, yeah, definitely learned something there that those have been watched after or checked over much more frequently and more thoroughly. Uh, so, cause that I would say definitely played into what happened there a year ago. Um, definitely didn't help. Uh, so just well, kind of let, isn't it easier to swallow it now because maybe, there was something else involved that, that, that was out of your control. Yeah. Like it definitely, like it had me scratching my head for a while. Like just, you know, being a, like, like you said, it's not the biggest jump. Like, and it's not something that I guess I was intimidated by. Like I really wasn't concerned about it. And even when I crashed, like I wasn't panicked. Like I didn't expect to hit the ground, I guess. Like most times if I'm going to crash, like you, you, you know, it's like, okay, like I'm coming in too hot or, you know, like this is going to hurt. Um, and that was just one of those situations where it just hit me. Like it was just like a flick of a switch. Just all of a sudden I came off the machine as fast as I could blink. And I guess it, like, I never really understood what happened until finding out about that shock later on that, um, you know, it was a, it was a blown out shock. Like until finding that out later on, like, I always just kind of like question, like, what did I do wrong? And that I guess was a little peace of mind help just knowing like maybe had some help on that one. It wasn't maybe all, all on me at the same time. Exactly. I always preferred the crashes when you don't remember. You just yeah. wake up and what happened? How did I end up on the ground? You know, those are always easier to deal with because you just don't have any clue. Uh, knock on some wood i would say i'm lucky and haven't really had any of those i kind of remember everything i've 
at any time I've ever had a get off. So I can't really say that, you know, I've had that moment yet. So I hope not to. <laughs> well, it's, I did, it's not fun, but it's, but it's easier to get over the mistake or the crash because you don't yep. remember, you really don't remember a, a portion of time before it. And then when you wake up, you're like, well, and back when I was riding, there was no video. I mean, and it was grainy if you did get video or you really couldn't see anything. So it, it wasn't worth trying to go watch the video. So uh, you okay. guys have you guys have some really great tools to use nowadays um, to evaluate your own your own riding. Yeah, no, um, for sure. Like it definitely, I would say, is a big help being able to see your mistakes and what you're doing um, is a really good like way to learn. So definitely at the same time also sucks that you get to relive those moments sometimes. <laughs> so, but at the same time, like live and you learn. So hopefully you just learn from it, move on. Right. Uh, Where'd you end up after Briarcliff and points? uh after this round this weekend after briarcliff so i mean i was third overall in the day it it didn't advance me i mean i gained some points on everyone but i still am sitting back in seventh after those couple bad rounds um definitely a step in the right direction but gonna need to put together a couple more solid days like that to make some moves right so you're last three rounds you're gonna have to put it on the podium every time i mean that's the goal so that's what we're shooting for um definitely gonna gonna be a challenge but i feel like this uh i should definitely have no excuses Uh, so should just be up to me to make it happen when when you guys are all firing on all cylinders you brandon nick janusa uh bryce that's a formidable group right there of riders. I mean, you guys are, uh, it could it go any way with any day. Yeah. And that's, uh, the issue. So it's hard to, uh, it's great. Uh, actually, I mean, it's great that we're all so close, just makes it, you know, a very tough task to gain some points and, to have those good days day in and day out. Cause you really have to be on top of your game. Um, cause it's, all about the little, little things at this point that separate us. Right. Right. I mean, I was watching, it was great for me to get firsthand to be able to see you guys and, and to to get a feel for it. I know one race doesn't tell you everything, but watching that group that's right behind the leaders, you know, I mean, obviously in the first moto, you were up in the leader lead three. Yeah. And Joel wasn't that far in front of you. You know, sizable enough, but yeah, I mean, considering what I was expecting, no, he was right there. I mean, you're talking finish line jump, 1001, 1000, maybe 1004, 1005, and then you came over and Chad came over right behind you. I mean, if you if you bobbled or touched the brakes, Chad would have landed on you. Most definitely. He was not a he was a happy camper and not a happy camper at the same time at that at that gate. Yeah, that's a good way of putting that one. Uh, so, I think there are some good fields there and some bad fields. So I think, uh, yeah, that was a hard one to swallow. But you know, 
I think you, I think you, it was, uh, at least glad it was me. Uh, so I'm sure because, uh, because when he yelled out, you know, you whipped your head around and then he was congratulating you before the breath was over. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, that was pretty neat to see, you know, that, 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 that the team or the, just the excitement that he was excited for you and pissed for himself at the same time. Yeah, no, I uh, put him in a tough spot there, but it was, uh, yeah, very rewarding and cool to see. Like definitely, uh, definitely some good sportsmanship there. Well, the students beat the teachers eventually. You well, know, we no hope way so. around it. There's no way around it. We hope so. Uh, so that's, that's been the goal for a long time. Well, you, you, you beat him in that first moto heads up. No, no if ands, or buts. There's, there was no negatives on either side. You just outrode him that first moto, you know? Yeah. And, and that second moto, he had to make that pass early and strong, or he wasn't going to get another chance. I mean, I was, I was hoping that was going to be the scenario, um, but definitely, <laughs> definitely, you know, he, he, the teachers had some experience and knew what he needed to do and did it. So obviously, you know, just something that I can take away and learn from and hopefully get to that point too. Uh, so if, if we go back, was there anything that you could have done to hold that line without having to go over the berm? I mean, there wasn't much I could do there. Like, I mean, if I, I maybe could have checked up a little harder and let, gave way, but at the same time, it, it was Chad and neither one of us ever seems to give way to the other. He make it, make them earn it. So, um, I mean, it just was what it was. Like it was a line that he tried the first moto and threw it in there and was pretty nice about it. And I think like he knew it was there and, it was an option. It was just going to be tight. And, you know, I think he knew, like, kind of like you said, it was, he had to go and he just made it work. Uh, so, and for me, like, you know, I don't feel like there was much I could have done, but just hold my line and, you know, maybe execute a little better next time. Uh, so other than that, it just kind of is what it is. Do, do you and Chad spend much time talking in between races? Yeah. Yeah, every round. Uh, so usually I end up, unfortunately, like I'm on the road this time in between races, but usually I end up down by him to where I'm at the house or something like that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, definitely we, we keep in touch. Uh, so we talk and see what's going on and make sure everything's going well. Uh, so yeah, it's that's, interesting. I mean, that's good. That That's good. I mean, it, y y you always, are there other riders that you talk to a lot? I mean, a few, but nothing maybe to the extent we do. Uh, so a few younger riders maybe and some closer riders, you know, that you try and help out or something like that. But not to probably the extent we talk just into racing and all that. Nice, nice. That Well, I mean, you're his protege, you know, and – I'm sure you guys are also really good friends at the same time. Yeah. And that's, you know, what, what keeps it fun. And so we go down and 
we can have a good time off the track, but yet we uh, keep each other focused and honest on the track. And that, that's what it's all about. Which of all the tracks that you guys get to race in the last three is your favorite? Definitely Redbud coming up. Uh, so that's definitely, uh, that's probably my, my go-to of the season. Like that's definitely on the top of my list. Uh, so definitely look forward to that one all season. What makes Redbud so special for you? Just close to home. Like I love the soil, just the events, always a good event. Like, just a fun event to go to always have a good crowd family like um and it's just always been one of those races for as long as i can remember as a little kid like don't know what it is about the track just always seem to find another gear there um it just seems to come kind of like second nature so just kind of hope you know hope that theme keeps rolling what's loretta's like for you um I like it. It's a, uh, it's a good track. Um, I've had my ups and downs though. Like I enjoy going there. It's a good event. Um, isn't my favorite track, but I, I enjoy the track and some years it's really good to me and other years, you know, aren't, aren't so great. So, um, just go in there positive every time and hoping to do see what we can do. Have you got to see anything different about it since, since they, it had the flood? Um, I mean, as far as I know, everything seems the same so far. I haven't heard, or I don't really know where they're at with the track. Um, so I'm not honestly too sure on what to expect going there. I'm, I'm kind of thinking every, it'll be very similar to what it was is kind of what I'm assuming, but I would also love to go there and see something totally different. So, um, I'm kind of just not focusing on that one too much yet, I guess. So it's kind of just waiting to see what happens. Have you got to ride at the track you're at right now? Uh, no. So I have not got to ride. Like the only time I've ever ridden pleasure Valley where we're going is when we race there. So uh, will you try to ride there pre um, have any race practice days? Like, as far as I'm aware, there's no open practice days, so it doesn't look like that'll be an option for me. If something comes up, I would obviously love to make that happen, but as far as I'm aware, it doesn't look like that'll be something I'll be doing. How many of the tracks that you guys go to do you guys get to ride before the race weekend? Um, like, it kind of depends on the track. Like, and the years like sometimes it works out like the tracks have an open ride or whatever like a week or two before and you're able to make it there other years they don't like it's just really hit or miss um like this year i was able to ride you know two out of our six races earlier early like i was able to get on texas early and sunset early um but other than that you're just kind of showing up and racing is there some place close to there that you're getting to getting to ride in Pennsylvania? Yeah, that, that's kind of the whole, like was kind of my whole point of staying out here was like just to kind of be on that harder pack, slipperier soil. Like there's qu quite a few tracks nearby um, that are like resemble pretty similar. So that's kind of like what I've been 
trying to do is just, you know, work on myself, just my technique and, you know, learning how to ride this terrain a little better and then just playing with the machine as well and just figuring some things out. That's, that's so cool. Uh, I hope that you have success, you know, just like I hope all the other guys do too. It's not everybody can, I get it. You know, it's racing and you guys are going to go out there and, and push each other around and, and whoever's days it's going to be is whoever's day it's going to be. Put you yeah. on the spot a little bit here. Um, do you think you're the one that's going to dethrone both Chad and Joel? Oof. Um, I hope it is. <laughs> uh, so my goal is to be, I should say. Um, so I definitely, feel, I definitely feel, I definitely, I definitely feel like have the potential, just have to put it all together when that'll be, I hope very soon. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're just going to keep focusing one at a time and just do what I can and ride, ride my race. And so and see what happens. You've seen, you've seen over the last few years, those two guys pick up the pace. Obviously you've picked up the pace as well. Even though you were hurt at the end of last year, this year, you are faster than you were last year. How much faster do you think you guys can go? I don't know. Um, it's a great question. Uh, so some days I feel like it's a lot and other days I don't understand if we could go any faster. So, I mean, I definitely feel like at this point in time, like it's just little things like just, I don't even know if it's necessarily being faster. It's just being smoother, being more consistent. Like there isn't much separation between us, but by the end of the motor moto, there always is. And it's, it more comes down to the mistakes and the line choice. Like, I feel like at this point in time, it's just learning the little ins and outs and just figuring out how to pick apart a racetrack better. So like, I feel like at this point in time, we're all so close. Like it's more mental than it is anything physical. So do you think that maybe Joel and Chad are mentally stronger at the end of the moto than, than some of you younger guys? I mean, I would definitely wouldn't doubt it. Um, I think for them, like, you know, they, they've been here, they're established. Like, I just think, I don't even know if it's that they're mentally stronger. I, I feel like it's more that you just expect to be there. Uh, so, um, I feel like it's more believing in it than actually, you know, I feel like that's more the key than anything is just, you know, figuring out your potential and, you know, pushing to that point. It's all mental toughness, right? Yeah. It's just like any sport, you know, you get to a certain point and you just mentally have to keep pushing. That's awesome. Young man, I am so impressed with your wisdom and knowledge for such a young age. And I know I've said it a couple of times during the show. It is pretty impressive that you meet somebody as young as you that that has it together, that that understands some of the things that you do already. And that's it's pretty impressive. Well, thank you. I, I always appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, just uh, very humbling to hear. So I definitely uh, try try my hardest and just try to learn as much as I can as fast as I can. So definitely have some days ahead of me and some learning curves, but 
hopefully uh, everything seems to be working out all right. Well, you, you seem to be you seem to be progressing well. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep working hard and uh, never quit, man. Because you you have a drive and an, an inner fire that not everybody has. Well, I appreciate that, and that's definitely something I feel like that I take pride in and always try and never leave anything on the table. So I feel like it's led to quite a bit of my success. Just always making sure no matter what I leave a hundred percent and put a hundred percent into it and just, you know, go from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for working with me on the little time schedule changes that we had to make and, and everything. I really appreciate the, the, the recap of the year. Um, as always, Max, if you have something that you need to get out there, something that you want to promote, don't hesitate, reach out to us. We'll help you any way we can. Um, and like I said, it was a real pleasure and an honor to meet you face to face. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org, or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.